Good morning and a very Merry Christmas to you as this 12 days of Christmas continues to unfold. We're glad to see that you've joined us here in worship for our first ever Coffee and Carols. It's good to see some of you daring to venture into the sanctuary with coffee. I know it feels counterintuitive, but throughout the service, feel free to go and get hot chocolate or coffee uh, as, as you want to. Uh, this is a very casual service. I see some people wore pajamas to church as well. Congratulations. Um, I slept in this last night, so I just rolled out of bed and came in too. Um, so it's good to be together today, good Christian friends. And speaking of good Christian friends, the first hymn, Good Christian Friends Rejoice, the hymn number is wrong in the bulletin. It's actually hymn 132, so it is correct up here on these boards when we get to that. In lieu of a sermon today, we're having a carol sing. Uh, during the first carol that we'll sing, which will be O Little Town of Bethlehem, I'm going to make my way around the sanctuary, and if you have a request of a Christmas carol that you'd like to sing today, flag me down and let me know. I'll be out kind of mingling and give you an opportunity to submit any requests you have. If there's a certain Christmas carol, even if we've sung it at one of our services, as long as it's uh, not something from Easter or something bizarre, we'll go ahead and sing it again. So uh, that's the way that that carol sing will go. We'll sing a total of six uh, during that time, feel free to stand or stay seated. We know it's a lot of up and down, so uh, just relax, uh, be comfortable, and be at home today and enjoy this time of continuing our season of worship of the Christ child who has now come among us, and we have much to celebrate and be glad for. So now let us worship God together. Please join me in our call to worship. <clears throat> the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the, the Lord has risen. risen upon you. Our eyes have seen the salvation of our God which God has prepared in the presence of all peoples. A light for revelation to the Gentiles. And for glory to your people, Israel.
The proof of God's amazing love is that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And because we have faith in Christ, we dare to approach God's throne of grace with the confidence of the children of God, confessing our sins, knowing that we will receive forgiveness. Therefore, friends, with penitence and faith, let us confess our sins together. Have mercy on us, O God, according to your love made known to us at Christmas. We confess all the ways we fail to make room for Christ and welcome him into our lives. We confess all the ways we sanitize your birthplace and erase from memory the poor and the displaced. We confess all the ways we sing sweet sentiments over Christ's birth, but forget his everyday presence. In your mercy, Lord, forgive us and heal us. We renounce evil, we claim your love, we pray to be made whole. Amen. Friends, who is in a position to condemn us? Only Christ, and Christ died for us, Christ rose for us, Christ reigns in power for us, Christ prays for us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, everything is being made new. Know that you are forgiven, and be at peace. Alleluia and amen. And now, as people having received the peace of Christ, let us share that peace with one another. The peace of Christ be with you. For this lesson, and to have a little more background about Jesus' life growing up, it is helpful to know that the offering of two turtle doves is the offering of a poor family. For the prayers of the people later in the service, I will refer to Simeon and Anna from the scripture. So as I read the lesson, keep an ear out for those two characters. The reading today is from Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 39. When the time came, for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout looking forward to the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple and when the parents brought, brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, this child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and is to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, 
but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. All right, our carol sing will begin with number 115, Away in a Manger, hymn number 115. All right, you're sounding good. Let's go to number 121, O Little Town of Bethlehem. 121.
All right, so our number one most requested hymn was Go Tell It on the Mountain, and we will close the service with that. So we won't do it now, but we'll do it at the end, I promise, okay? So next one, let's do number 119, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, number 119. Beautiful. Let's try 124. Still, still, still. 124. Still, still, still.
All right. Well, we have three left. So if you wish to stand for some, now's a good time. If you're able and wish to stand, feel free to do that. Of course, you're welcome to remain seated, too, if you prefer that. Let's go to uh, We Three Kings, number 151. We Three Kings. Amen. Amen. That one deserves an amen. As we were singing that, I was reminded just how much theology is packed into these hymns. You may not stop to think about the meaning behind the three gifts that the wise men present to Christ, but they tell a story about the life 
that Christ would live and the person he would be, the, the gold being for a king, frankincense indicating his deity, and then, of course, the myrrh indicating his sacrificial death that was in store. So much detail in these hymns and the organ music, the different ways Josh plays the verses captures that too. It's remarkable how much is packed into these hymns, isn't it? All right, two more. One that we can never get enough of, number 133, O Come All Ye Faithful. Number 133. And finally, just as we ended on Christmas Eve, so also we'll end today with number 134, Joy to the World, number 134.
beautifully done. You all have excellent choice in hymns. Thank you for taking the time to sing some old favorites this morning. Uh, we sing carols like this from time to time, not just because they give us the warm fuzzies and are full of nostalgia, though they are that, but also as an extension of our proclamation. Uh, our faith is proclaimed and we bear witness to Christ in multiple ways. Of course, first of all, through the reading of Scripture, but also through our elaboration on Scripture, which is done in the sermon and also in the hymns, and in the case of most Sundays, through the anthems that the choir sings. All of this is an extension of our proclamation of the faith which has been handed on to us over the course of two millennium, the faith of the church. Another way in which we proclaim this faith is through confessing our faith, which we do after the word proclaimed. Recently, we brought the affirmation of faith back into worship using the Apostles' Creed, and I've been so excited by how many people are glad that we did that. That's a wonderful thing. The Apostles' Creed forms an important uh, didactic function in our faith as we confess it week in and week out. It serves to proclaim the faith of the church that's been handed on to us and which we confess today. So now let us join our voices together in our affirmation of faith and let us confess the faith that has been handed down to us. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Friends, every good and perfect gift comes to us from our generous God. So now in response to the word proclaimed, let us return to God a portion of what God has so richly given to us. You may give online by scanning the QR code in your bulletin, or you're welcome to leave your gift at one of the boxes by the doors when you depart from worship today. Friends, let us now give generously back to our God. Let us pray. Lord, this Christmas we give you thanks and praise once again for the greatest gift of all, your very self in Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. As we return to you now a portion of the many blessings you've given to us, we ask that you would multiply and increase them, bless them in our midst, and make us faithful in putting them to good and faithful use, that your kingdom may come on earth as it is in heaven, and that the whole world might know of your great love for each one of them. Bless us now, we pray, as we give you these gifts, for we pray in the name of our newborn Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Okay, this morning, um, I'm going to come down, and if you have a particular prayer request that you'd like lifted in prayer, um, just holler it out and I'll write it down. Let us pray together. Emmanuel means God with us. God, we ask that you be with us in these turbulent times, just as you have been with your people in the turbulent times of the days of old. The people of Jesus' time were looking for a king to rescue them from foreign oppression. They understood the plight of the refugee, the colonized, the marginalized. And so in our time, we also ask that you give hope to the refugees and to the people being oppressed. Grant us the courage to be your hands and feet, to be creative in finding ways to be that hope to people whose power has been stripped away. The prophet Anna, in our scripture, was 84 and full of wisdom and praise for the coming Messiah. The wisdom of our elders is rich in our community. Grant us the opportunity to listen to that wisdom and strengthen the relationships we have between the generations in our own church. Simeon was near death and waiting patiently for a glimpse of the Messiah. God, grant us patience while we wait for whatever it is in our lives for which we long. Just as Simeon told Jesus' parents difficult truths about his future, grant us courage to tell the truth even when it is hard. And just as Simeon praised God, allow us to jump for joy and celebrate without holding back. God, this morning we particularly want to lift up Katie, who is struggling with an ear infection, Joan Glariton, 
healthcare workers, people fighting cancer, estranged families, the youth and our confirmands. We want to thank you for the life and faith and work of Bishop Tutu, and we want to lift up Smith Gilly. God, this time of year can bring up mixed emotions. Grant us grace with our own grief. Help us not belittle our feelings or suppress them because we think they make us look weak. Hold us in our sadness and our worry and our exhaustion. Be with us, Emmanuel. Be with us. Lifting our prayers and praises, let us pray as Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you for a wonderful time together this morning. Next Sunday, we will resume our two worship services at 8.30 and 10.30, but Sunday school will not resume until the 9th of January. Evening Compline prayers tonight will take place at 7.30 if you wish to join us for 10 minutes of prayer and begin your week in that way. Friends, now receive this charge and blessing. I charge you to go out into the world in peace. Be of good courage and hold fast to what is good. Return no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, and help the suffering. Honor all people. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit, and remember Christ's promise. I am with you always, to the very end of the age. And as you go, may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, 
the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with and abide with each one of you, both now and forevermore. Alleluia. Amen.